Hello, everybody. It's me, CLB. What's happening, folks? Thirty flower here. Right. Sorry about this, folks. Uh, we got the equipment in. We just few technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. Send I can't even. I can't even speak. Never mind. Set up the equipment. Yeah, so, uh, we're sitting here with all the gear, but we're still on the lapel. So hopefully, it sounds all right. But listen, here today we have the big fella, Gerald Edmund. How are you, pal? I'm all good, boys. Are you yeah. sure you're all good? We're here probably two hours now. Jerry's sitting here giving us a dagger. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry could have ran a marathon in the time it took us to get this started. <laughs> well, for you, man, but you look, listen. <coughs> we'll pick her off in any ways. Yeah. So, jumping straight into the polls from last week. Jerry, the question I tell you, pal. And I, I know the answer to the first one already because you said it a couple of minutes ago by accident. <laughs> Is that a push up or a press up? <laughs> it's, it's a press up. Why did you say press ups? Is there a difference between the two of them? No. Same Someone move. tried to tell me that was. Yeah. Ah, there's no difference. No, they're, they're lawyers. It's the same move. Yeah. yeah. What does it matter? Get down to oppressive, down to push up. Oh, you don't know. I just think Karen's struggling for the thing. I was struggling for the thing. But listen, you have to ask. You know what I mean? Or uh, shall we put that out there? Push ups or press ups? Push ups, 81% of people. 90% of people say press ups. Well, how do you feel about that, Jim? <laughs> It's hard broke. He gives a bollocks. And then jumping into the next one, Mitch. So what do you call no, it? No, hang on. Go. Yeah. Go. Ask him the question. So it's Mitch or Hop Boy. Yeah. He already responded to us on Instagram. Oh, did you? Right? And yeah. all his little cronies did as well. <laughs> oh, they got better now. All the games are cool, kids. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's called bonk. It's called bonk. Bonk. I never heard of that in my life. Yeah, he was the bonk off skill. Bonk? Yeah. Now bonking is what you're doing in the scratch, I like the other well, that's why we use the bonk off skill. Bonk and off skill. So, no it's definitely a cool thing to call it bonk. Well, listen, but here, I did take a serious amount of messages, and I think it would be only right to put out that again on Sunday, and say Mitch or bonk, and see what it went, because yeah. I've seen an awful lot of saying bonk. Yeah. But the popula- population of cool now, they'll get behind each other, they back themselves. Yeah. There's a fair yeah. few of them out there, Yeah, <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Non pays for the Lewis is Calvin Chase, yeah? And you don't pay for the Lewis. Few my mates are getting caught in the Lewis, and they all know my name. They say, Oh, you have Lewis phones coming in the door with me. Yeah, yeah. good deal. We've never had a Lewis in my life. We used to do that by Ross Ryan. Shout out to Ross Ryan. We used to give your address. <laughs> <laughs> Every day getting called, yeah, Ross Ryan, I'm not going to say his address for uh, GDPR reasons. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say about the Lewis, isn't it? The green line takes you shopping, the red line takes you to court. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, you have a story about going on the Mitch Terrence. I do have a story about going on the Mitch. I mean, Marlon reminded me of it the other day. I said, how the fuck did I get that? So, um, years ago, obviously we had to be a talk about it. So years ago, my man dropped me to school. He only a young player, about played 11 or something. I was 11 or 12, dropped up to the school. And whenever I had to get dropped to school, so it was a little bastard I was. Yep, yeah, the ADHD, causing slaughter on the flats. <laughs> So I got dropped to the school, yeah, all good, school doors opened, and I went, the L one fucked off, I was going to school, but I didn't go in, I did a Yui, fucked off, hell for the day, jumping on buses, going out the planche, out, out the planche, if your front doors, yes, three flats at that edge, it's, that's, that's a holiday in itself, yeah. like, you know what I mean, that's miles, yeah. so I was gone, or hours to school, obviously, when my man said, listen, why isn't Tanya's in school today, and she went, I dropped up to school, and obviously, whatever, so everyone's out looking for me, I was gone for the day, I remember then I ended hey, up. Yeah, you're talking wrong. I'm young, bro. I was just playing. I was a bit of a leopard, I was, yeah. Never the brightest. <laughs> so I obviously was back in town then. I came back into the inner city. I was young, but I was young, man. I was just jumping on buses and getting off the very last stop and all. Don't know why, boys. Yeah, just one of them. And then I was walking past the flats I was, yeah. And I played guard, the car pulled up beside me, right? Looks at I knew straight away. I knew they were looking for me. Straight away, <laughs> they just looked at Talk off, I did. Two coppers jumped out of the car. Dragged me, fucked me into the back of the squad car, right? Brought me up to the station, they're up to the joy, rang me man, whatever, I'm asked put that little bastard on the shelf, teach him a lesson. They stuck me on the shelf for four hours. 11, 11, 12 years of age, don't know how old I was sitting there scraping my name into the walls <laughs> in the joy. <laughs> but the load of Karen's done jail. Yeah, I did Is that why you got your teardrop tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> them two hours you did in the joy. <laughs> but there we have it, yeah. Burned into a shell at about the age of 10, over the album. Over the young man got me nicked. Going on the Mitch. Going on the Mitch. Yeah, did you want the Mitch? You wouldn't want the Mitch again. Never again. <laughs> Never again. But it was an experience in itself. I helped if I get that last week. Me, my pulled me and said, Why do you fucking say that? She's bollocks. I have that by next week, but don't think so. Yeah, here we are. Terrence son, jail. Yeah, so. I did jail, yeah. So that's what me and you have in common, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> this week's singles, yeah. Yeah, What have you got for us? Like, kick us off. Kick us off, then. Right, so I have a good one. Well, I wouldn't even, sorry, it's not a good one. It's a good game. I used to love it, Crown. Do you know what? I still love it now, yeah, still to this day. But when you knock on the door and leg it away, Jerry, what do you call that? Knickknack. It's a knickknack all day. It's a knickknack and a big holler on it, different sort of scruff. So uh, a couple of people have called it. A few different variants, yeah, so knock up, bock up was one of them, and knock and run, knock, knock the door, so I think knock we should out. just call it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, knock the door, I think when we put this up, you just say knick-knack or other, yeah, because that's childish, honestly, when I go away with the boys, I'm around hotels, I'd be walking down, the boys would be decked out, ready for a night out, and I'd do a knick-knack on the door and just leg it, <laughs> 27 years of age, <laughs> five or six were sprinting down the hall, you know what yeah. I mean, the age wasn't doing knick-knacks, kids knick-knack. and all, like, well, yeah, I have a kid and I'll teach you how to do a knick-knack as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dead right. Listen, if you say that, no, that knick-knack, no. I'm not having it. It's not true. Right, my zinger for the week. Do you, do you call it going to do the shopping or going to get the messages? Now, we've been getting this message a lot for this one. Going to the shopping. The wife goes shopping. Oh, I know no. years ago we used to be going to the messages. My nanny used to call it going to the messages. Yeah, yeah. But the wife would call it going shopping. 
Yeah. Well, I have to go with the wife. No, yeah, well, listen, it's a, it's, it's a worse decision on your part. Yes. Yeah. To Back not the be wife. listening. You're, you're a bit rats now, Joe. You're a rat. Yeah, you're Just a rat. Right <laughs> <laughs> I'm only out for two hours. I'm already here two hours. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> better. You're using hope. a TR and then to do a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Calvin, what do you want to call it? We're going to get the messages. Going to get the messages, yeah. Or even, do you know, sometimes when, like, when my man and I was going out, do you know, when you're younger, even like going over to see my nana or something, just going on a message. Oh, going on a message, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why, did, message, why did we say yeah. that though? I don't know. Going to get the messages, going to get the shopping. And then you're coming back, do you need, do you need a hand with the messages? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The bag of messages. I don't know. That makes no, it actually makes no sense, but that's what it is. It's the message. Yeah. The it's, message. <laughs> it's definitely, yeah, uh, it's a working class thing, definitely. So we'll throw that up and uh, we'll see how that gets on. But a uh, few suggestions that we got this week, one or two people that messaged us. I know we've got it a few times yeah. uh, since we started. People want to know, are we going to get merch in? Yeah. Well, speaking of merch, actually, Jerry, you came burning gifts. Yeah. Yes. You saw it, Rizal, what's this you, you brought us? Oh, that's um, some hats from Pro Coaching. So, my company's Pro Coaching. Plug the life out of them. Hats, nudes, and bags. Because Lord. I seen Philly and what's his last Philly name Mac last Man. week? Philly McMahon came in with nothing. Yeah, and the amount of money that fella has, you know? You a few mean? quid, fella? A few quid, if I had his money, I bought me out. <laughs> and then Pierce as well. I, I heard just. Uh, I won't guess why with Pierce, though. He's a. Yeah, well, a I was going to say too much about Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> and on that. Because <laughs> that's the first thing Jerry said when he came in. He said, fuck that Philly McMahon, fella, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, talking about merch, Calvin, what's the plan for that? So, uh, well, I don't know, I think I'm actually sitting here wearing the talking ball, excluding myself. Yeah. But we're thinking about rolling them out. Uh, me and Terrence have been talking about it, what will we get, what logos we put on it, uh, what sayings. So, uh, I don't know, it could be something in the pipeline. It's similar rather than later, I think, yeah. because it's. it's We've been getting asked for a long time now, and we're sort of putting her on the back going, and listen, it's a few bob to fucking get the clubber in as well. Let's yeah. be real. We are looking up the prices, jumping stuff. It's, like we're looking at see, it's, it's what people want, isn't it? Like, you know what I mean? Some yeah. people want it with the sayings that were coming out. Like, do you want to teach you with the piss on the shower? Or do you piss in the shower on it and all? Like, that's a bit much now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm all for it. If someone wants, like, a Talking Bollocks t-shirt, stuff like that, yeah, well, then definitely we'll push it. I can see the boys flaunting around like the fake pair of Gucci flip-flops, pair of Fendi shorts, and all this, t shirts Definitely, bro. Listen, there's, there's definitely some more days we could deal with. But let us know what you're thinking. If you're up for it, get well, get just whatever you want. Yeah. Ice trays, phone cases, whatever you get want. Get jocks with the hip knocker on them. Yeah. That's what you want. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, that's a nice little pleasant for the missus to get the fella and all. Do you know what I mean? Well, so, look, leave it with us. Or let us know what you think. Yeah, us, let us know and... Hopefully sooner rather than later we'll get them out because we've been talking about it for a while. Yeah. But um yeah, so that's that out of the way. Um something more we wanted to talk about, been getting a blade a couple of messages since the Philly McMahon episode. Do you know? Yeah, move move good. Right, I'll let this roll. Right, we're gonna let it roll. Jerry's gonna let it piss. Jerry's gonna let it have a slash out. Fuck it, we let it roll. Right, I'll rock out with this one anyways. So, uh, since the Philly McMahon episode, um, I mentioned in it that my man's fella, my man's husband, should I say, um, was on methadone or was on Foy, whatever you fucking call it, yeah? And um, the state I seen him in years ago, compared to the way he is now, he's fresh now, bleeding, fresh as a flower. So, I've been getting a few messages saying, I heard you, you talk, told us your story, you told us your man's story, you told us about your two <coughs> brothers, what it was like growing up. You never even mentioned that your man had a husband or whatever. And I said, fuck it. 
So I sat the Eddie fella down with the Chuck fella, Chuck Liddell we call him, yeah? Because he, he always shaves his head and leaves a little bit in the middle of Chuck Liddell, yeah? Because my man hates it. It's a go faster strike. It's one of them, yeah? So I shot him down and I said, listen, give us a bit about yourself there, Chuck, and I'll let the boys on the podcast now, because it's a good little story he has. But I, would, I don't know if they call it good, but eh. Uh, Interesting. Interesting, yeah. yeah. He's an interesting old character. So, uh, yeah, my man's husband, he's 46 years of age, the Chuck fella is, um, and he spent nearly 20 years of his life in prison. Like, that's, that's madness, that, isn't it? He spent nearly half his life in prison. Look, you spent nearly half your life in prison. Like, what do you think of that, Jim? Free rent, done well. <laughs> ハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハ
from your story, Terence. Yeah, I think I'd love to hear it from her perspective. You know what I mean? Definitely. And that, that like at first, because it was actually Carly then who said it to me. Uh, she was saying like, "You have to get your man on." I was like, "For what?" I said. Oh, that, but it's, it's not that, it's more than that. Now, I realise that now. So, like, I've said like, how my upbringing was and what it was like for me and seeing her blading on the gargle and blading. Like, oh, that carry on. I'd love to go up on. Like, I know, but I'd love to hope they sit down and say, listen, that was your point of view. This, now, is, what, yeah, this is what was going on. Especially you know now that you're an adult, you can see it from Definitely. That, a different perspective. And what people don't realise now is if you see your man now, you'd never guess it. No. What's that going on? And, and it's how you turned out, how your brother's turned out. And the fact, yeah, I hope you don't mind me saying but your man's still rearing kids. Yeah, definitely. You, know what I mean? yeah, definitely. you have three younger siblings. Like. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what <coughs> I was going to I, I think it's mad. Listen, boys, you've still been like, I, I said, my, I used to say, I'm a young age, she's going to be playing brown bread soon. But my man used to wake up to her, yeah? Wake up first thing in the morning, get downstairs, get dressed, whatever, whatever. Boom, buried out the door. She'd be bringing us to school, walking to school with a pram, with a can on the top of the pram. Walking, drinking a can, walking up the road, like, mm-hmm. but to us that was normal, do you know what I mean? Like, going to school, we like we knew no different, yeah, do you know what I mean? But when she got to the school, she'd hide it underneath the flap yoke at the top of the pram and then walk up, ladies at the school and gone. Then we come home from school, she's sitting and get flopped two o'clock in the day, madness. This was every day, do you know what I mean? It was mad. And they had to see the state she was in to how, how she is now, but I'd love to, to get her on there for her to say how it ended up from that, from, from the how it started. Do you know what I mean? How it became yeah. a can in the morning type of thing, you know what I mean? Because yeah. she was a bad alcoholic, like, you know? But, um, but yeah. even now, she's still, like, that's whole journey. She's still on a journey because she's still rearing kids. She's still a mother, like, you know? That's right? it. It's not as if yeah, you, your two older brothers, and then that's it, and then she just moved down my life. She's still going now. She still has a purpose. Like, yeah, that's needed. it. That's it. So this is, like, this is why I want to get into that, you know? Like, yeah. How she switched from rearing youth tree. To rear in the next tree. Yeah. You know, that's just two sets of twins, God love it. Yeah, of two older twin brothers and two younger twin brothers. But, uh, and th- parents as well. <laughs> Me in the middle. Fast and everything. But yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Look, that's with talking about the Chuck fella, obviously the three younger kids are his kids now, you know what I mean? And it, it, it's great to see how fresh they are. Yeah, yeah, and there's no denying the need of Oh, no denying You know what I mean? But uh, it's also. My little brother then, because obviously I tell you, most people have seen the video that went viral then, with my little brother, yeah. who has autism with fucking Mick McLaughlin on the loose and stuff yeah, like Mick that. Yeah, the bus guy, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that video was out a long time, like, but obviously I made the TikTok, stuck the video up on that, the thing blew up, look, it didn't, even, look, it blew up, but it didn't blow up, look, I have, the other video was going to have more views, but it was like, when people were seeing it, it was like radio stations texting yeah. me, it was this place, that place, it was like, Newspapers and all that, yeah. independent. Um, the independent, I seen it on a new lad, I seen it on Blake, it was all over the voice, yeah, what I the fuck? Believe, I couldn't believe it, I couldn't believe it, because when it happened at the time, I remember it was big, and everyone yeah. shared it, have you seen the video? Yeah, I did see it. Yeah. Like, did you cry, tell us, no, I thought Nick's the class fellow, yeah, really yeah. good. Really yeah, like good. That, a lot of time for me. Yeah, I know he's local. He's Kilock local, isn't he? Like, is he Kilock? Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's from down there. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know where he's from. I just he's, know. he's one of our own. Yeah, is he? Yeah, yeah. I don't know him now. Yeah, yeah. He definitely bounced off skill. <laughs> yeah, all the best. Yeah, but yeah, now the the reason why that went viral is it's it's genuine. You know what I mean? Like it's you can see, listen. You know what? You know when a video shut up. Yeah, you know that's I mean? not Sarah. Yeah. It's no, not Sarah. Yeah. But you can see our brother's reaction in it. Exactly. You know what I mean? You know what I'm what sorry about saying it, but I said he's autistic. He's non-verbal. Non-verbal. He, do, he doesn't have like he doesn't like have emotions as per se. Yeah. Like you can't walk up and 
have a laugh with him or tell him a joke and he laugh or whatever, you know what I mean? Everything off him is real. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't say to him, listen, he's, he's still a bollocks. Oh, he's a bad bastard. He's a little, yeah. There's a guy at the top of the stairs to stop the dogs going up and down and a blade pissed on the land and the whole lot right, but they, he lived with like, like it, doesn't yeah? <laughs> Six o'clock every morning, he's going up there to scratch all he does, yeah? Out of the land, it tears the guy off. But then we say, what's going on up there? All the things are breaking in, just be out the whole bench press with the thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 I remember I was in the gap before, and his mum and he sat in my lap, and his mum was there, and your board was there, and everyone's like, ah, and that lovely, and all. And I was thinking, like, what's going on here? You can take me lap if you want, pal. Yeah. He was using me to climb up and get something off the window. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sitting there like, I'm white to him, and I don't want to say it in front of everybody. He's still a child. Like, there's a child there. Yeah. Just because he doesn't communicate the same way, you know, like that. So, it's difficult, think, you know. I think that's why the video uh, absolutely blew up. Because when Mick, he's singing uh, the Toy Story song yeah. and your brother reacts to it. Off the bat. Oh, he reacts and it clicks and you're like, oh fuck. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Something's it's happening. Madness. It's like, uh, because like, it is hard to get the emotions out of stuff like that. Like, it's only whenever he wants yeah. something like, you know. Like, him, yeah. yeah, but like, even when I was showing him the video then on the phone and he's stopping and he's staring at it and he's, you know he knows, you know the type of But people... People see that video and go, ah, he's a lovely little boy, and he is a legend boy. Yeah. He's mad, yeah. you know what I mean? But he, he, he's a lovely boy, he's a little boy. That's yeah. it, he's yeah. a boy. That's, you know that's I mean? the thing we need to remember. Like, yeah. people, it's not all sunshine and rainbows because he's cute with blonde, curly hair, and yeah. you know, where's the cunt going to be? Yeah, looking all the young flesh. Hopping kids off the wall and the gaff, the other little brown, the hip knocker, he'd just be bouncing him off walls. They're slaughtered at the gaff, yeah. But uh, no, back to the Eddie Villa. Uh, obviously, they're his three kids. I just want to to finish off there because I just wrote down a couple of bits Um he was saying to me as well obviously I say it nearly every week and I believe plates the thing that I'm sober yeah but obviously it's easy for me not easy for me but it was easier for me to get sober after seeing me ma and Eddie getting sober because I knew how bad they were <coughs> I seen them in the gutter you know what I mean on all sorts doing everything and they, they're sober he told me his, his last night was in 2008 and we seen them in a heap and got sniffing drinking all sorts you know what I mean and then, like, when I got old, obviously, I grew into my own, man. I took my own pack, drinking, doing whatever I was doing. And then, sort of saying, we need to stop all this. I'm never going to be able to stop. And then, I think to myself, my man, Eddie's at the game. So, but if they can, I know anybody can, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, now, as for the people that was texting me at the herd and Philly McMahon's episode, there's a bit on Chuck. And another thing is, the Chuck fellow was shot years ago as well. What? Shot? <laughs> Yeah, that's another little bit of that to tell me. So we don't. So he was on the cliff, hang on, hell. Sorry about that, yeah. I, I, I don't really want to really tell my details. Yeah. We're going to have to get him in. I was asked not to, uh, but this is going, uh, but he's an absolute gent. I'll tell you what I'm going to do as well because I did it before. I did one with me. I did one with me, ma. It's a little before and after. I'll show you the little fucking. The, I'll show you the before picture of Chuck and an after, uh, a picture of him now. I'm waiting to see the difference in him. It's going to be fucking nuts. So, look, we'll get that up and running. Um, the weekend, we'll have the singles out. We'll have all that out. And um, we're also going to put out this week, as I said, Mitchell Hop we did last week. We're going to do Mitchell Bond because we have people... Because we have Mitchell, just, yeah. just the, the, the keep happy because, because we have to keep them happy for about four hours long. <laughs> <laughs> so, if your missus is listening back, this is where you walk all along. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have the other boy. Right, Gerard. Sorry, Gerard. 
wasn't always the way, you know? Yeah. I grew up in Darndale and Kulak. Sorry to hear. Sorry to hear, is oh, right. <laughs> no, I say that. I used to give Darndale an awful life. I used to always slag it the first opportunity I get. I don't blame you. Some of my good mates are from out that way, and I got to know their friends through that. Salt of the earth, then people, they didn't want for it. Honestly, no one's ever told me that I'm like, I've gone back for a party anyways. Yeah. <laughs> and when I go in the door and you find out I don't drink, they try me to make you something to eat and all. I'll be like, fuck off. Oh, Open pizza. Sell people. I've sold yeah. the earth out there. It's like anywhere, isn't it? There's always good people everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I grew up there as a kid. Um, at a young age, I was mad into me soccer, you know? Loved yeah. soccer. Loved it was like an outlet. Yeah, it was an outlet for me because at home, wasn't a good place to be. Yeah. Um, the environment I grew up in, the environment, the people that was around me, uh, it was a bad environment to grow up in, you know. The, the mother and father, mother would have been a drinker. Father wouldn't have been any better. Wasn't a good influence in the house. Always trouble fights between them. Um, would have been a cold house. Would have been sent to school. No food, no lunch. Wouldn't got a breakfast. I used to wet the bed when I was a kid. I'd have been just up out of bed, sent to school. Be a smell on me. I'd be in school. Be, you know, you'd be sitting there going, "There's a smell on me," and you know, the, the your self belief be down, your confidence be knocked. Yeah. You knew there was a smell off you. Mm. So I had that at my young age, and I knew people were slagging me behind me back. Even when they weren't, you were you were kind of say they are, you know, because you, you thinking they were. Um, so I knew the environment that it was growing up in wasn't great, but you know yourself, you, you become a product of your own They're environment, and you, you, you start thinking that this is normal, Definitely. because you don't see what's outside of the walls. We didn't actually go too far outside of there, and then, you know, this is where where we, we, we stayed, we didn't really go anywhere forward in that, so we thought it was normal to see drug dealers, to see people going around robbing people, people fighting, people getting chased with knives. I witnessed the murder at the age of 10. Um, well, like, you know, we didn't know any different. Um, but the soccer thing, like, I'm trying to explain this to people. Like, as a kid, you dream a dream, right? And it doesn't matter where you're from. But me now looking at that there, right, I know the suspect, you know that a kid in there doesn't have much hope, right, of certain dreams that I think of. Definitely, yeah. Right? But me, I dreamt my dream, and that was it. As far as I was concerned, I didn't know that, you know, where I was living that couldn't dream and I couldn't become something, right? So I had that dream in my head and as far as I was concerned, it was happening. Like, I was a little bit apart and... and sorry I, to hear that as well. I'm a little bit I'm sorry to hear myself. But, you know, I visualised stadiums. I visualised, you know, scoring goals for Ireland when, like, the 1990 World Cup and all. Like, that was, like, 
pinnacle for me. Like I was like going out playing football. Like I loved football. Like, yeah. You couldn't. I, every day I played football. Every single day I'd walk around with a football. I'd be out playing on my own. Be out playing with the lads. But it was just football, football. Was that a reason just to get away with the gaff as well? No, I did really genuinely love it. Now maybe I. Maybe I played a lot more football because I was fucked out of the house. Yeah. You know what I mean? As a kid, you'd be like, yeah. get out, get out. Um, yeah. But yeah, look how I, was, I loved it. Yeah. Um, but at the age, I suppose, I suppose like, the, like at the age of 10, we actually emigrated to Germany. My mother and father did, thinking we'd go over there and make a, a new life. I suppose that was their mindset on it. Went over there, moved in with my mother's, uh, she had family over there, moved in with them. Father couldn't get a job. Uh, ended up being an argument between the two, me mother and father, and um, the in-laws. The in-laws, right? There was an argument over some sort of money grant that was supposed to be given to us, but we weren't paying rent, something like that. Yeah. Didn't get the full gist of it. But anyway, we left over that. There was murder over that, so we left. We we ended up in the hostel for two nights in Germany, in Hamburg, um, and then we got money off the government to, to go on a ferry to London. Went to London, moved into a hostel there in Brixton. Lived there for eight months. My dad was robbing banks over there. Right? So it was always like... It's a rough part of the world of Rickson. Rickson is rough. Now, again, I was grand. I went to school over there in Corvus Christi. Um, went to school over there for about six to eight months. But like, like, they moved there with the hope of making something, right? Yeah. But the mindset of my father was always trying to make a quick book. Yeah. He was never an inspiration in the, in the family home where he would stand up and be a man and just get a normal job. Do you know what I mean? And just trying... I suppose just trying to um, show you how to earn a living, kind of like you know this. I mean, this man. Provide, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Trying to avoid to get family and to be a normal father. So, anyway, we London didn't work out. We moved back to Kulak then, lived in my nannies for a year, lived in my other nannies up the road for a year, then got a house then in Kulak. Um, that was about 14, I was about 14. So, I started to play football for St. Columbus. It was here then I got a trial for. The DDSL team, which is the Dublin team, yeah. got picked for them. Went to the Kennedy Cup, which is a prestigious cup in Limerick. Yeah, played really well there. Then a scout came to watch me uh, playing for Columbus, and I've done really well. They came down to the house, offered me a trial in the firm, right? In Scotland, in Scotland, yeah. I am like on cloud nine boys. Yeah, like, this is my so dream. What, Fourteen, yeah. I was 15, 15 at this stage. Yeah, so that's the, that's the right base. You start yeah. heading over abroad, isn't it? When you're, like, when I'm you're dreaming about this all my life, and all of a sudden the scout was in my house yeah. going, we're an interest in this kid. Yeah. I'm like, like, not messing with you, like, unreal. So they set it up for February, I think it was in January. Um, and I remember sitting in my mate's house on my plane fever, right? And I picked them firm. That's shite, right? <laughs> yeah. But like, just, you know, the... The dream of me playing with them and saying to the lads, I'm going to meet these lads yeah. on Saturday. And they're in a game. Like, they're in a game. Like, yeah. And that was, well, it was a big deal. Yeah. If you were in feet, if you were a dog, you know? bollocks. Like, like, yeah. And, was like, deal, and did you know at that age, are they saying, oh, what, 14 or 15 at this age? Yeah. Did you know at that age that people from your area weren't supposed to make it? Yeah. Or was it still just in your head that you were a dreamer? It, it was unheard of that lads were going to Troy's because if anyone went to Troy, you'd know about it. Like the likes of them, um, what's that guy's name? Oh. Wesel Hillham, right? Yeah. So I knew Wesel from playing for Belvedere. He was my same year as me, right? Same yeah. age. So I'd done a, um, a, a thing with Shelbourne, a fast course with Shelbourne, and he was up there. Super player. So it was nice of Wesel, even at that stage, he was, he had made it. But he, you know, we'd hear about top-the-range players like him. There was very few that had, was on trials and had made it. 
So you knew it wasn't happening, but yeah. I never gave up in the dream. Yeah. I, as far as I was concerned, I was good enough. Yeah. And it was going to happen. Exactly. So I always followed that that uh, confidence in me. Every time I got a ball, I just didn't understand how someone could get a ball and give it away. I was that confident and good at football. Mm. When I got the ball, I'd done something constructive with it, something positive with it. Never gave it away. Um, so anyway, I'd get over to Dunfermline, I'd get off the, the flight, and they're playing Falkirk, and... It's a Saturday, and they bring me down and say, "Do you want to talk out?" I'm like, "What? What's well, the bear? Sixteen, fifteen? What's that? Sixteen? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, "There's a fucking bear shit the woods." <laughs> yeah. Get me on that, like, <laughs> you know. And they give me all this new kit, new shorts, new new socks, new jersey, and I'm in fucking in the element boys on the side of the pitch. They lose three one, and about twenty minutes to go, give me a shout, and I'm. I'm ecstatic, like, I'm just like, this is, as far as I'm saying, I'm professional now, you yeah, know? Yeah, That's yeah. That's it, I'm here, I don't yeah. want bollocks. <laughs> so I go on to the pitch, and within five minutes, I score, so it's 3-2, and then I score another one, it's 3-all, and then I go through, beat two players, and lay it up, and we win 4-3. So you, you score two set up the winner? I score two set up the winner. A oh, dream oh. set, a dream, like, yeah. start for the trial, that's right. I knew that minute that I laid up to get the ball in for the, the winner. I knew I was I was getting the contract. Yeah, I just knew. Like you know, you can't not after. No, that. you can't not right. So if that comp was like that's it, they're gonna sign me, which they did. I got offers in Falkirk and other teams, but I felt like they gave me the platform and they deserved. So you kind of owed them. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They they would have to give me the opportunity. So I signed for them as a YTS, which is like a U training scholarship type things apprenticeship yeah like apprenticeship back yeah. then you don't yeah. do them anymore in football so are you uh, are you cleaning boots and all that shit I'm cleaning boots yeah, I'm cleaning stadiums I'm not yeah. giving a bollocks oh great <laughs> oh, I used to delight to do it I was making toast actually the cheesy toast I had a thing for that right <laughs> because I used to make them for the pros right do you know how we used to make them yeah. we used to put the toast in the toaster right yeah and then put the toast put the toast on a grill put the cheese on the on the toast right yeah. and put it under the grill Right. And heat it that way. Yeah. And then take it out. I know a lot of people are still yeah. doing yeah. yeah. You were doing the microwave and the George Farmer. That's a common I meant to tell you it's the other way to do it. Yeah. So I used to do it like that and then put brown sauce on it for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I was doing ball boy for like Celtic matches because you were in the Premier League uh, Rangers matches and then we were doing tournaments and ourselves obviously but I was training with them full time with these pros like, they, like I never had an inspiration in my life like that. Did you feel like you were on the same level as these boys? Did you feel like you were as good as these boys? No, no. Like these were all like the youths of my age I was. Right, yeah, that's what we mean. Yeah, oh yeah, the youths of my age I was as good you as. You were well capable. Yeah, well capable. I was going the right direction. Right. Um, I was playing my trade as I should. Yeah, what position are you playing? Striker. Striker. Yeah. If he's banging in two and setting up the last, he's best. He could be a winger. He could be a winger. Yeah, no, yeah. definitely. Um, so I'm living in East Fife, which is beside the firm, over a pub in Annex. Yeah, that's where I lived. I was only about 15, 16. Um, and so I'm living there for about four months, five months, having done awesome time. Now I was homesick. Don't get me wrong. And then I get a call from home one day saying my father had committed a crime in Darnell, and. I'm like, fuck. And it's, it's, a, it's a bad enough crime. It's a really bad crime, do you know what I mean? Um, so I asked the coach could I go home because it's five of our brothers and sisters. My mother's a drinker and my father now is out getting nicked for this. He's out of the picture. Did you say they're younger brothers and sisters? One older sister and four under the age of So you're the man in the house then, essentially? Essentially you're the man in the house. So I, I say, can I go home just to check, make sure everything's all right? Do you know what I mean? You're worried, like. So I got on a flight. When I got off the flight in Dublin, I didn't realise, I know now obviously, that I was going to go down the, the wrong road. I was going to fall the deepest, darkest hole ever, right? So I get into the house and the, one of the windows boarded up 
my mother's in there with people after our drink that shouldn't be in my house. And my brothers and sisters are fretting and they're upstairs. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just a disaster. I came from being inspired by professional athletes, coming from Darnell and making it, and then falling back. Due to a bad generation, due to my father being selfish or whatever, um, you know, and then fucking ruined my dream to become yeah. a professional athlete. So, so you're fuming. You, at the time, you don't know what's happening. Yeah, you know? yeah just short like, all at the moment. You're taking it. You're probably too young to realise that you're actually you're, you have this chip on your shoulder. Now. You don't think like an adult when you're a kid. You're yeah. just like, what the fuck? Well, you had all intentions of getting back over there. You, you planned to only come back for a, a couple of weeks, maybe. I was only planning to come back just to see what was happening and then go back over. So I basically had two options. One option was to whack over, be a professional athlete, follow my dream, and leave them in the shit. Another option was to join a criminal gang, one for protection, and two to put food on the table. I decided to join the criminal gang. We, there was threats on our lives. They wanted revenge on us, which, look at, I know the way it works. Do you know what I mean? Nothing bad to say. It is what it is. So you needed protection? So I needed protection to make sure my family was all right. right. I was only 15, 16 at this time. Yeah. I decided to join a criminal gang, Started doing little jobs because I had so much vent up any negative energy. I basically just, you know, what, my mother and father let me down, and as far as I'm concerned, no one else was really there for us. Like, like there was parts of my family and my father's family that were there. Don't get me wrong, they weren't not there. Do you know, they were a decent family, but they weren't there in the sense of. You know, adults need to look after kids. Kids need can't to take look after kids. and bring you the right road and, and yeah. let you know it's going to be all right. You know, like they did to a certain degree, but you know, and I don't blame any of them for that because, like, everyone has their own spin on it. There's two sides to every coin, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. So, and you can't go around blaming people, you know. It's but when just, they're dead, you know, like, look what at, happened there with relationship boys. My own father? Yeah. Like, I still don't talk to my father. To this day? No, because he still hasn't. He still hasn't manned up. Accepted it, kind of like he, he's yeah. he's done time for it. He hasn't. He got out, and he, you know he still acted the child. If you ask me, he didn't man up and sort of got himself a job. Yeah, start being a little bit of an inspiration, even just to show us the walk as a normal walk. You know what I mean? Normal he didn't walk. accept the, the fact that he let you down. Look at me. I'm sorry. Yeah. Look at let's move on. Kind exactly. Of yeah. Got sober even. You know what I mean? Showed us something. I'm yeah. a strong man now. I I I, I apologise for what I done. But I'm gonna try and be a good dad. Yeah. There's none I of that. A good granddad. And he, exactly. Still drinks, still does whatever he does. Yeah. And look at that's his own thing. He has to live with that. I don't show any resentment towards that anymore. I did, but I got help uh, in terms of counselling all. Because you know, you shouldn't give negative thoughts to other people. Do you know what I mean? We have our own lives to do. Yeah. It's great that you're on this platform here and saying like that's all over a young man to go and get counselling. Mm-hmm. And if needs be, you know what I mean? It's Absolutely. Counseling, like I'll push on to that if you want now, but the counting has saved my life, like dance oh, sports. Yeah. Save my life as well. You know, it's been the most powerful tool that we have, right? Now the only thing is, living in a deprived area, it's not it, it's it's expensive to get counseling. If you want counseling in a deprived area, right, you have to go on a waiting list. Kids yeah. need counseling now. If you decide I need counseling, you should be able to get it automatically. Yeah. Right? When you need counselling, as us as adults now, we want counselling to get tomorrow. 60 yeah. euro. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But as a kid or as someone in there areas that really need it, um, you know, it's too expensive. And that's the thing, like, I think these areas probably we need it the most because you're dealing with childhood trauma. Yeah. You're dealing with crime. You're oh, dealing with drugs. Crime. You're dealing with addiction. Yeah. You're dealing with people in your family not being there that should be there. And so you're holding a lot. It's a lot to bear. Now, when I got it, 
I got counselled, but it was through college, so that was that's where the main they were fronting there. Basically, they had a supporting service, but I'd agree, it definitely saved my life 100%. Yeah. Like, I was going one way, one way only. And I remember the first time I had the counselling session, I was so weary and I was so threatened by it. And I was like, and I went in and I had a, I, had, I think I had like a one to one session for an hour with this, this woman. I remember coming out thinking, like, what the fuck was that? I was like, I literally just went in and I told her all my problems and yeah. she listened. She didn't do anything spectacular, nothing over the top. Like, she wasn't some, like, uh, magician. She didn't just, boom, boom, you're fixed. She literally just listened to me and just asked me a few open questions. And that. And I, when I came out of it, I was like, do you know what? What I'm going through now, it actually isn't all that bad. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. I know what I have to do. And then, obviously, she said one or two things. Tweak a few habits. Yeah, you know, like, listen, they're not paying the big bucks for nothing there. Yeah, you know what like, I mean? Tweak a few habits. Maybe, like, tough, get yeah. out more. Try and socialise more. Tweak your diet. This, that, you know, Little the, things like that. The main that. thing you've done there was talk. But talking. Exactly. We don't do it. We can all do it. We're doing it here. And yes. that's what... That's why I think our podcast is doing so well. People can feel the emotion when we're talking to people. Exactly, but that's that's what sort of we're saying before the podcast started. Look, it's easy to um, sit down on the kitchen table with three or four of the boys with a big bag of sniff. Do a few sniffs and pour your heart out. It's easy to do that. What the yeah. hard thing to do was to not do drugs, not do that. Sit down, be able to have a chat. Man to man. Yeah. And, and, and pour your heart out. If you need to have a heart, to have, to have a chat. I bring one of the boys now. It wasn't before like this. But yeah, that's how you learn to grow, you know what I mean? I learned to grow through part we had to always sit down yeah. and have a hard time with anyone. And that's why we text everyone back in Texas. Yeah. Well, we try anyways. If anyone that we did miss, like we do apologise because we do get so many messages. Yeah. But we know what it's like to be on the other side of that, looking for help. And people have texted us. Obviously, we're not going to say who they are or of what course. they said. But we will get back to them because we yeah. know, look, at some people just need an air to listen. You know but sometimes when you're on the podcast page on the Instagram and Calvin, obviously I could see Calvin's message, we sort of like a brew chat sometimes, me and Calvin could take someone at you. We do well, texting people at the same time, yeah. you know what I mean? Someone could say like, uh, what's your favourite bleeding sausage? And I say Denny, and then he'll say like, Galdi straight yeah. after. Yeah, like, like, what, which one is it? Yeah. Yeah. But what I was saying is, like, sometimes I click in and like, someone would be able to send a message, but be like, I'm sort of towards Calvin, but to the podcast page, and, I'd be flicking shit with Calvin be texting someone for blade an hour and a half like you know I'm like that's a counter say oh he don't get yeah, an open in the yeah, job yeah. I'm like oh he's need to talk I get to it I get it but back to you Jay. sorry about that tangent so like this that's what I done <coughs> just to back to the the route I took then was to join the criminal yeah. gang right and I became really good at being part of the criminal gang because of I had all that negative energy and I didn't talk about it and I felt there was no one there for me so I said well fuck is now what you want I'm going to do? Yeah. So I started going around and being, you know, a little bit of a bully. Someone owed me money. Yeah, someone owed me money. I'd fucking, yeah. that was it. I'd smash you up. I didn't care. I'd not give you something for nothing. Yeah. I have a family to look after. But it was more the negative energy I had. Yeah. It was buried down. Just chipping your shoulder. Yeah, like I'd painful. been let down. My professional contract's gone now. So this is my life now. So I'm going to show you. So yeah, I'm gonna fuck, fuck you. Also, fuck yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, that was the attitude I had. Which obviously isn't the right attitude, but look, at that age, like, what else was it supposed to yeah, do? Yeah, but it's a stubbornness. Yeah, I know you hate as a child, isn't it? Exactly. Like, yeah. You're just spoiled. It's hard enough to grow up in this, <coughs> in this planet, right? In this earth, in Dublin or anywhere. As a teenager, even with parents. Yeah. It's difficult, like, you know, I have a teenager myself, and it's, even for, for any teenager, yeah, it's difficult. Like the problems. Exactly. And that's with your parents, yeah. right? So can you imagine the kid growing up, like, I grew up, like, at the age of 15, lost my mother and father, and my professional career, like, yeah. After going so long with yeah, that dream, you went through all the trauma, you know? younger, growing up, growing up, growing up, and then you think you have the dream that you've worked so hard for, and then boom, tough way. After five months, plus your four brothers and sisters took off on the age of ten. Yeah. Plus 
controlling a span of the water with mother. A month later, left the house, went to Liverpool with another man. So left, left, myself, left me and my sister to look after four kids on the village then. Right. A month later. Right. Do you know what I mean? That was a double whammy then. Um, so, like, a month later? A month later after that. Whoa. Yeah. Left us on a box. That's... He was 17, I'd have been 16. That's fucking scary. And then the next one after you was 10, did you say? About 10, yeah. Yeah. Under 10. All under 10. All under the age of 10. Yeah, literally the, the yeah. father of the household. Oh, that's it, 100%. And that's it. And then I became like, all that fell on my shoulders. Like, if anyone was threatening us, I got threatened loads of times. Um, and then you were out with my sister. And, you know, and look, I don't want to be disrespecting any, any family members, whatever. But, like, you know, that's the way things go. Oh, you mm. understand the way that happens. It's not right, but you look, nothing is right, is it? Mm. Um, but I did a lot of them. I contemplated suicide three or four times. The only reason I didn't do it was because I didn't want to put my family through any more shit than yeah. what they've been already through. Yeah. Uh, it was bad enough as it was. Um, but as you were saying, I used to I used to vent through taking drugs. Yeah. So I'd go out with the lads every weekend and I used to love it because I wouldn't talk to anyone about my problems. But when I went out with the lads, I found I talked and I got it off my chest. Now I wouldn't promote it, right? It's not the right thing to do. It's, it's completely wrong. Like, yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, you're going backwards because as soon as you come down off your bulge, you're like, oh, what am I to tell them? What am I to tell them? Exactly. You have to come down at some stage. You can go up for it. It's worse then. Because you're sitting there on your own and you're in your bed and you're fucking cold up and you're going, what am I doing? Like, this is worse then. It's double whammy. Like, so look at I did get a bit of a habit. Like over the years, do you know what I mean? But it was more for that reason to talk. Just to talk. It wasn't really strung out around. It was just like I found I, I enjoyed the chat. Do you know what I mean? So I chat to anybody. So anyone would get the ears off of that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I that listen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it did, and it did help. Don't get me wrong, but it's, I don't promote it. Do you know what I mean? I do promote going to council. I'm, I'm still going to council. Promote how they learn to do a sober. You don't yeah. need a drink. You don't need a drug. But see, you what we need it. is the likes of us talking about it. Exactly. Yeah. And the inspirations in our life, like, whether it's your uncle or your dad or someone that openly talks about council, it's okay to go council. I remember people, like someone did say to me years ago, go for council. And I used to think, if I admit that I need council, something wrong with me. Yeah. yeah. Don't go into a madhouse. Yeah. Bollocks. Nothing wrong with me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> think of the head. Yeah. Fucking talk like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get but it. But it's not, and I, I went to schools giving talks and it's one issue or one topic I bring up openly um, for at least a few minutes and I talk openly about it to say, look, it's okay to talk like I mean, look, it, 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 there's a lot of bullying going on. And you know yourself, if teenagers are meeting in council, they're afraid to get... Hundred And the Instagram and all that fucking social media. And so a lot of them would be fretting around that. But if they can even chat to someone, their friends or uncles or some talk, talk, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Don't hold it in. If it's not counselling talk, sports saved my life. Yeah. Always has. I have a personal thing with sports like it's a friend. And that's why I never miss a session. It's, I literally treat it like a friend. And I feel if I ever let, I let it down if I don't train, right? No, it sounds weird, but that's the way I treat it. Does that's why I love training. I fucking love training because what it does to me and what it has <sighs> done to me, it's been my best friend all my life. It's saved your life, man. It's always been there. Yeah. But sports not take you so far because when you have, when you've been treated like that, like I was brought into this world by a bad generation. All my issues were created by a bad generation, my mother and father, right? So they brought that onto me, like a lot of other people in Darndale, wherever, other deployed areas. They don't, we don't want these issues, right? They're brought onto us. Exactly. So, in order to deal with them, 
counselling is the way forward. You've got to get to the root cause of your issues. And my thing, my, one of my main things is to change a generation. My granddad was locked up. I was locked up. Uh, my father was locked up, right? So there's a lot of bad traits there. It's coming down. Yeah. And if I didn't change my generation, like my son was then going to be locked up. Monkey seen, monkey yeah. 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 Look, You know yeah. what I mean? Same with anything. So t- in 2014, in 2013, there was drugs found in the house, right? So it was actually in a, a, a girlfriend, it was in my girlfriend's address. So I went down and put my hand up and I got convicted, right? Got two years suspended sentence, right? In 2013. And the night I got the suspended, they followed me to the blacker, right? Yeah. There we go. The old stomping ground. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And I'm messing. I got chased. I was trying to, I was trying to uh, uh, Graham and Coke away, right? Got chased, got caught, and the guard put the Graham and Coke in my pocket and I got two years for it. So oh. I got reactivated, right? Yeah, so I think you should clear that up. When people, you'll see on the news, someone will get convicted and you get a suspended sentence. So what a suspended sentence is, it's like uh, you get two years suspended, so they hold that over you. And if you get any more offences on top, that gets activated then. That's, a, that's yeah. exactly what happened. Right? So I had a year suspended. Right? I got two years, but I was suspended for one year. So if I got convicted within the one year... You'll get two years. I got two years, right? Yeah. So they done it that night and I dragged the arse out of it. <laughs> About two days before the date... Right? So I was giving it a large one, this and this one, this is a good one. So I was even saying, I was going down to the to the mental home saying there's something wrong with me to try and miss cards and all, right? Yeah. This is how much I was engaged in yeah. it, to try and miss that yeah. that conviction in the year, right? But anyway, two days before they got me, got convicted. Uh, I got put then in a week in Clover Hill, right, on remand for a week before I got sentenced. When I went up there, right, because I said I had mental issues... They put me in these Homer Simpson jocks, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I've got a red jumper, right? So that means they have medically something wrong to you. Yeah? So I'm walking through the fucking main prison and I know a few of the lads are, oh, no, they look like, oh, like I'm... <laughs> and they know, what the fuck's this going to be? He must be able to whack it over there, right? So anyway, I got onto the landing and um, I got onto the landing, it's about half six and you bang out at seven in prison. So I got onto the landing, there's no room for me. They put me in with this fella. You say go in there, so there's only one bed. And, uh, so I'm at the end of the, not even at the end of the bed, on the floor at the end of the bed with a blanket. And uh, he goes to me, do you don't mind if I have a shit there. <laughs> I'm saying, yeah, when you're just waiting in the morning, but, really. <laughs> so he just, like, it's not closed, man. You're sitting there on the shit, like, with a bottle of leaving pledge, like, or something for the smell, you know? And he's watching Carbon Night Street. Anyway, he finished and he goes to me, what are you in for? And I said, oh, drugs offence. And I said, what are you in for? And he goes, murder, and I'm a schizophrenic. No way! Oh, I'm not messing! Oh, I'm not messing, boys. It's with that episode of Only Fools oh, and Horses. You know, when your man breaks out, and he's, the, he's a schizo, and uh, they're, they're going on the fishing trip, do you know it? Your man breaks out of the mental home, and uh, he, he dresses up as the copper. <laughs> and Del Boy's in the fucking lodge for him. Ah, it's a classic Jeez, boys, like that was a real. real... Oh, you actually talked. He done this on purpose to just threaten me, you know? Yeah. Now, look, I'm telling you now, this is what's going to happen. <laughs> you hear me? Because, you know, I didn't realise it was going to get two years. Like. Yeah. Um, but, like, he was fine, to be honest. Like, there's no messing around. He was, he was only a murder on the schizophrenic. Like, Why sleep like that? <laughs> Two eyes out, no, 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 no,
ended up Mountjoy, uh, first night Mountjoy, I remember crying because a realisation kicked in that, look, my father got locked up when I was a kid. And then here's me doing the exact same thing. And I cursed me that for doing that. And you got kids at the time? I had four kids at the time. Oh. You know, and the realisation kicked in to me to go, you've just done what you cursed your dad for, do you know what I mean? And here's you after getting two years now. Of young kids that used to read stories to every night or whatever, do you know what I mean? And it just hit, it just hit well, me. Well, any of your kids old enough to understand. Yeah, like, but we never told them. Never told no, what never. they knew. Obviously, you weren't around with like. Yeah, but we just said we went off walking or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The old, that old yeah. Yeah. The plan, the plan, and look, it's like Ann. I'm always good to be back to the wall because of the situation that I've been brought up in. So I was always good to be back to the wall in any situation. When I got locked up, same thing. I put all my pictures away. That first night just treat, taught me, you're going to get weak if you start thinking about your family. Yeah. You need to fucking book up now because what they do is they put you in um, sea bakes, right? And the priest comes and they give you champagne, strawberries, and a hug, yeah? And it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where is he going with this story? I was going to say, what prison was that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, it's not a hard time. Am I being on flight? Yeah, yeah. Come on. <laughs> He's this selling it. Yeah. He didn't give me strawberries, but I got my stuff. Right, so there's no strawberries or hugs or oh, teddy bears on my pillow, right? But that's what they do. They put you in sea base and uh, they basically find out if there's any threat, if you're in any cr- criminal gang. Wait, so they have to segregate it? Yeah, they pick a landing, you know what I mean? So, anyway, this, that's what they do. And that was the first night. The priest does come, in fairness, they don't just see us how you are, whatever. And, uh, but that was the first night, and I felt weak, and I said, that's it, I'm going to fucking book up. And that's what i done. I just I went on to um, Sea Wing, and... I just said to myself, I'm going to fucking play the guitar. Never played the guitar before and I wanted to play the guitar. So I started playing the guitar, went to school, went to the gym three times a day. Just got my head down, you know. And just just um, going back to as well, sorry, I interrupted you Just going back to when you came home for a couple of weeks and you never went back. Did you ever let the football game know that you were never going back? Or did you find it hard to explain to anyone why you weren't a professional footballer and why you didn't make it? It killed me, boys. It absolutely killed me. And I tried to play football again. We had a local team and it was shit. I couldn't get that touch back because me, me, me confidence went from, I was already confident before I got a trial. When I got the trial, I was 110% confident, right? When I got the contract, like, that, that was, was it. it yeah. I was the most confident fella you'll ever talk to. When that was taken away from me, I went from, say, 110 confidence to like 30%, even less. And when I tried to play football again, because that had been taken from me, I couldn't perform, like, I yeah. just had that fucking stigma about me. It just, yeah. I just wasn't happy. Just wouldn't happen, you know? yeah. And I didn't enjoy it then. I hated yeah, it. Like, what's the point? And that even yeah. made it worse. My whole life was even worse. It was more fucking negative inside me. Because you were at the counter and, and it just wasn't And the same. he loved, the, the one thing I loved was that taken from me and I couldn't enjoy it anymore. Yeah. And that killed me. Like, that absolutely killed me. That sent me worse. Like, the negativity that was buried inside me over that alone was like, you know. That's what caused, obviously, all the yeah. anger and the. Everything else that came with it. Yeah. What, what was it like being locked up? Because we had Craig O'Brien on before and he said it wasn't too bad. Craig O'Brien enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> it was he like said he knew everyone in there and, you know. Because you always know people. But in fairness, he, he, was, he was going down the wrong slope anyway. So I think maybe prison to the journey he was on probably came at a different point to the journey you were on. Prison yeah. to you was probably rock bottom if you don't. 
Am I right in saying that? No, no, because I've handled it. Because, as I said, I'm going to handle the situation. But, but I mean, yeah, that's, 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 where, that's where you're stopping, I mean. Yeah. You're not going any further. You're going to bounce back from here. Well, not really, but I'll go through it and tell you. Mm. Um, so, so the way I would... Um, the way I would tell us what prison is like is if prison is like a furnace, right? And we're all like little aerosol cans. Remember when you were a kid and you were not yeah, quite, and yeah, you saw an aerosol can yeah. and you're like, when's it going to go off, right? <laughs> that, that's Mount Joy. <laughs> like, that's Mount Joy in a nutshell. That's how I explain Mount Joy. Because you walk around and there's like all these aerosol cans and the prison is the furnace. And the little aerosol cans come in and at any stage you just blow yeah. and attack you. Yeah, <laughs> it's right. like that, right? Now, it's not as bad. If you go to certain parts of it, like the, the yard, right? So I still stay away from the yard because that's where it blows, yeah? That's the, the hottest part of the phone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? there's, there's a pool table place and you stay away from there because, with all due respect, all the riffraff hang around there, right? The gyms are the people who are sort of getting on with the sentence. You just want to get the head down, yeah. walk out, Back to the cell, you know, you're like a sheep walking around. That's what you're like. All day, sheep, sheep, sheep. Go to a gate, you have to wait for an officer to open it. Go to another gate, another gate, you know what I mean? Oh, that's And if there's a fight then, all the officers go to a fight and you're stuck in between two gates. So you're just left, right? There's nothing you can do. There's <laughs> nothing. You know. Like you're a number, you're a sheep. What's yeah. you say? You're like a sheep. Well, it's it's you're a number. You're a number. So my plan was when I get in there, I start setting goals. Like I do with anything. Anytime you back to the wall, I set little goals within the parameters that I find yourself in. So my plan was to get to an open prison. Get over to the, the training unit force with non-drugs, right? Yeah. So that's what I've done after three or four months. I got a job in the kitchen, walked out three or four months, ended up in Pats, which is a worker's landing. Yeah. I was there working as a maintenance man, just going around fixing the things. Then I got to the training units and non-drugs, squash carts and all the training units. Yeah. <laughs> so, <not laughs> there you go. Yeah. Like, look, it, you make the best of a bad situation, you know what I mean? Yeah. No point going in and drooping the head negative, going around with a bleeding spastic. Get in. You know, get fit, try and get something. Yeah. Try and get something from the environment you're in. I learned the guitar, done my junior cert. You know, I tried just to deploy myself, got really strong, pull-ups, dips, everything. Was drugs as heavy in prisons then? Oh, yeah, you know, it's only when did you say what? 2016. Five years ago, yeah. It was only recently, yeah. No, dude, look, you, you get them if you want to, you know what I mean? I don't oh, do drugs. I didn't even take yeah. a paracetamol. That's my attitude that night when I got weak of my kids yeah. I said that's it you want to book yourself up here yeah. you know what I mean yeah. I'm not going to take a part of sleep on this kid I'm going to be strong something kicks off I'm going to be ready to rock exactly. that's my attitude love it so I've done the gym two times three times a day I was solid someone came near me no one ever came near me that's being honest with you no fights ever never in an argument never in a fight with anyone you probably tell someone to fuck over you know something yeah. like that that's it just a bit of verbal maybe but uh, never in a, a scrap never in a fist fight mm. uh, never in a heavy so but look, I, I went around strong, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm sure yeah. I looked solid. You carried yourself. Well. Come from the late, that come from the little blade, left hand party off. He punched the blade in hell. <laughs> <laughs> I you know he knows Pierce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you know anyone in there? Were you in there with me? Did. Were you isolated? Believe it or not, my brother was on the same line. <laughs> <laughs> so I landed on the landing in, in the, the prison here, and straight away my brother gave me a tracksuit. So I was looked after to be fair, right? <laughs> and he had a shop already set up because it takes a week for your shop to be set up. So he looked after me, uh, in all fairness to him. So it was grand. And then obviously he had a little crew that he was with. So, yeah. you know, straight away you're into that was it. Grand. You're not really. But look, I didn't look for help. I didn't, because I wasn't looking to cause trouble. So that was never my intention to get in with someone for protection because I was never looking to cause trouble or get into aggro or anything. I just wanted to get in, get my head down, get out to my family. Exactly. 
And I knew if I got to an open prison, I'd bring my kids to the open prison. Yeah. So that was the end goal. Get to an open prison, then I could see my kids. Because I didn't bring my kids to the prison. I just didn't think it was the right environment to bring them to Mountjoy. Just, you know, it just wasn't yeah. in me to do it. Just said, no, it's not going to happen. Um, so I got into training, you know, I got down to the Chelten Abbey. That's an open prison. I started seeing the kids. Then you start getting out on weekends. But I do remember sitting in the prison, coming towards my sentence, and I remember saying to myself, my life's gone. Yeah. That's it. Look, I got a realisation this... A slap of this fucking 16 years from a 16-year-old to whatever, 32, 33 or 34, whatever it was at the time of it, the talk. And I said, where the fuck has my life gone? It just flashed. Yeah. And I really thought, this is me forever now. With a criminal conviction, I'm part of a criminal gang. I'm just going to get out and do the same thing. And that's my thought process when I was in there. When I got out, I started acting the bollocks again. Got back in with the criminal gang. I paid my own gang. That was with more respect on my own family. My family were there with me they were in, which I'm ashamed of that. Yeah. I fucking really am. Um, because, you know, your family are number one. Yeah. And they're key and they're there for you all the time. A criminal gang only wants you because you're a NASA. Yeah. Right? And that's a fucking fact. I don't care what anyone says. You're only a NASA if you're making money. You're only a NASA if you're doing something or keeping sketch or fucking whatever you're doing. If, as soon as you become a non-NASA, right, you know, you can have friends, don't get me wrong, but you're not fucking part of it. Yeah, yeah that's all message to the younger generation. It's obviously, you're a yeah. fucking number, and as soon as you're gone, the void is filled, and you're no longer. Yeah, yeah. deal with them. You don't want to know you. Yeah, and I know that. Belt, yeah, you got a conveyor yeah. belt. It's yeah. only a fucking joint operation, and if you're not part of the operation, fuck off. Yeah, and that's what happened, right? But I paid more respect to them, which you know it is what it is. Um, but two a few things happened in 2016. Um, and one of the things I've never talked about on the podcast, um, which I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you is now. We love a good exclusive, Jer. Talk yeah. about bollocks exclusive, yeah, well, Jacob, man. <laughs> Coming in with the free clothes and the exclusives. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wonder if I'd start charging you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I go with the force. So the force was when I got out. I went to Amsterdam with a friend of mine. We were over there having whatever we were doing, um, having chats. My son Ross was due in October 2016. Right, far greater than him. My son, right? So I was looking yeah. for the son, that's why I forgot. <laughs> and I finally, I finally found out, and he's probably asking, How did I get up pregnant? Because I was getting out on weekends from Chelten Abbey, yeah? So you're getting out on weekends. The other day, and I'm back in, you're dead, right? Bonk! I can show up. Bonking off, yeah? But that's what happened, right? So my son was due, and I was talking to him, he had a five year old or something at the time, and he was telling me a little, you know, going camping and doing little things, little things yeah, you know, yeah. little adventure stuff, and it was great, and we were having a crack few drinks. And about two weeks later, my friend died, right? Took drugs. Who right? was Yeah, he took drugs and died, right? And I'm at his funeral, and I'm sitting there at the funeral, and the son walks over to the coffin, right? And I'm part of a gang, he's part of a gang. And we, we, we say that we're part of a gang because we're looking after our family. That, this is the excuse. Because yeah. I always used it. I'm only doing this for you. Oh, yeah. it's bollocks, right? It's bollocks, right? Because it's a high-risk thing. Yeah. And when you join a gang, you're part of a gang, you take drugs, and it's all part of that scene, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's the selfishness. And that's what it is. It's nothing more than the selfishness, because we don't need much in our life to be there for our kids. Kids don't need material stuff. They don't need no. hundreds of thousands. They need love. And this is when I've seen this. This kid walked up, wasn't looking for material, wasn't looking for bleeding presents or toys, was looking for his dad for a book, yeah. for yeah. love. For, where's my dad? That's it. Mm. That's all he was looking for. And I seen this and I sat down and I put my head in my hands and I said, if I continue and on this journey as a, in a criminal gang, taking drugs, risking my life, selling drugs, for fucking what? 
to put my family possibly through all of that. Now, he didn't do it on purpose, obviously. Mm. But I'm seeing this. And if I, if I can't change my life now after seeing this, who am I? I'm, I consider myself evil if I continue after seeing this. Yeah. This is, a, this is a real life thing, boys. Yeah. I have a son on the way. I have four girls. And if I can't learn from this, who am I? Who am I? Never going to learn at that day. Who am I if I can't? Right? Yeah. That day, I've done that. I said, no, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. I don't give a shit. What happens? I don't care. I was willing to be on the breadline. I said, I'm willing to have nothing. I was earning good money. I was earning enough money. I was willing to have absolutely nothing. <coughs> and that day, that's when I, I changed. And did you stick to your words? You never went back? You never, never went back since. Since that's... that day. But another thing happened. Um, just before that, so I was, I was at a party, me and my friend. We left the party about 7 in the morning. Um, and we were coming down the M50. And knowing you're coming down off drugs, you're half paranoid anyway, mm-hmm. right? Now, we are sort of engaged with, with different bits and bobs or whatever. So we would have been sort of watching our back. And behind us, I looked in the mirror, there was a, a hit a hit team right behind us with guns chasing us. Fucking yeah. hell. And I said, look, I was half paranoid thinking, what the fuck going on? You know, you ever get that when you're coming down mm. or something, you're like, you're sort of fretting. Yeah. Right, so I was half paranoid anyway, right? But you probably have, this probably happens every weekend and yeah. nothing happens. And I look in the mirror and I see this fella in the back like this. So you're sort of going, is this happening or is this in the like, And I said to him, you see that? And he's like, yeah. And we took off down the M50. And I swear to God, we came in to kill that, right? And the car had crashed and the guard was at the car, right? And we the car that was chasing us? No, this was a separate incident. Oh, sorry, this sorry. is a lifesaver, yeah, right? Yeah. So a car crashed and we went through. There was a left horn and we went, obviously we went towards the guard, right? To mm. try and get them off the yeah. We went through and they went left. And that... That as well does said to me, I need to get out of this. Yeah, this is no way to be living. Like I you. got a fright in my life, and I, you know, openly say that. Anyone would. It's not worth any amount of money in the world. No. It doesn't have to be a fucking hit team behind you. Yeah. No. If some cunt comes up behind you with fucking anything, and you're looking over your shoulder and you're going, is this yeah. this money here? Or would I be able to just go do with that? And that's the thing, you can be the highest man in the world, but you can't fucking dodge bullets. No. Exactly, yeah. And the thing was, when we when we told the other... other with our cronies. With our cronies, it was like a nothing. And I was like, on my own now thinking this, because I didn't obviously say it to them, because you know, you have to be careful about what you're saying. It was like shunned off as if, oh, well, no like, way. That's like, part of the territory. You know, I'm taking my head. Seriously, like, this is normal. I nearly got taken off the smokes there. What do you mean, Like, fucking hell. Like, yeah. <laughs> my heart's still going. Three days later, it was a bit of sympathy. I down my gut. Like, don't go into a hotel for two days, like, Absolutely shitting, yeah, like yeah. as you can imagine. Yeah. But that that was two things. Um and then obviously when my son was born, I swore, I said, you know what, I'm gonna do something so amazing for this kid that he's gonna look and say that's my dad. Now we didn't know it was gonna take up Stratton. I went to watch a mate of mine because I started to surround myself with like minded people. People who are doing sports. That's what I keep saying as well. Every so often on this podcast I'll say it's all about your company. Yeah. It's all about your company. If you surround yourself with the right people, it'll change your mindset. Yeah. Like, regardless if you're oblivious and you're enjoying the life you're living and you're out partying, you're doing this and you're enjoying the show for you, but if you start to just surround yourself with people who are level-headed, yeah. on the straight and narrow, you'll feel yourself, you'll, you'll attract towards that, you know what I mean? That's what, that's what I done. So I went to watch a friend of mine, Mick, do uh, a Neumann in, in October 2016. Went out to watch him just to support him. 
uh, to full Ironman. So anyone that doesn't know what full Ironman is, it's a triathlon race. It's a 3.8 swim in the sea. 180k on a bike and a full marathon at the end. <laughs> right? Look, that no, is outrageous. No. Right? I never, I couldn't swim. Right? Now, at the end of this, I said to myself, geez, maybe I could do that. I was that inspired. You know, there was not all the people doing it. I said, maybe I could do it. And I was looking for a different journey. I was looking for a different direction. A new goal. Something you know, to focus on, sort of prove myself. Because I really was changed, boys. After that, that um, experience. There were incidents yeah. that came. That, I was like, do you know what? That's it. I'm done. Plus, I got married to me, my wife, Pauline, in 2016. And yeah. I wanted to be a good husband. Do you know what I mean? I wanted to be a good father. So you got out one sentence and then another sentence. Another <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like sentence. Yeah. Sorry, Pauline. No, no. <laughs> I'm like, she's a, a tell it. Don't meet about a woman, boys. Talkie talk this fella. Come, my birthday's next week. <laughs> next Tuesday. Just let him know. I know what's up on your Where was I going? There we go. 2016. Uh, I got married. So in 2017, I decided to sign up for an oil man. And I couldn't swim, boys. I couldn't do one end of a pill. So right? why did you go straight in the deep end? Pun intended. But like, why did you have to say, like, <laughs> no, I'm going to sign up for a, a sprint track? No, you would. You would. But I'm not I'm not one for doing half, so I'll sign up for something big. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm into doing big things. I'm not into just mm-hmm. signing up for something small. So I, I just wanted something to focus on. External you goal. You get in the morning. You know, big external yeah, yeah. goal. You know, something that go, Jesus, can I do this? Or can I not? So I signed up for a full Ironman, it was in August, right, of 2017. But I did do the sprint, the Olympic and the half. Yeah, the That's what you would do anyway. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Would, I, just, do, I just wanted to... Yeah. I thought you were saying, yeah, look, I can't swim, I'm just going to do that. No. <laughs> so you would do that, you know. That that would be normal to set goals towards yeah. any big goal. So that's what I'd done. But I couldn't swim. I'm not messing. I went to the first swim down in Trinity there. I had no goggles with me. Like, I hadn't a bleeding breeze. Like, big Bermuda shorts... Yeah, you know, yeah. Say how hard it is to fucking swim, boys. Like, well, is that the hardest thing in an Ironman? Um, no, like it, it wouldn't depends, be. Depends. I've like. done a triathlon and everyone always said, "What was it? How was it?" I said, "It was grand." Everyone's like, "I do that, yeah." Can't swim though. And I'm like, "Well, name the fucking swim then." Yeah, yeah. 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 That's something you should know. It's yeah. a basic. It's a life skill. It, it is. It's a life skill. Like, now, you should not swim. Don't get me wrong, but swimming fucking far, can on me. I know, but like, learning how to swim Probably. should be up there with learning how to go on a bike. Yeah. 100%. Oh, it's a life goal. You need to know how to swim better than go on a bike. Because yeah. you're yeah, one, one's going to save your life. Teenagers as well, no. You're probably holiday swimming, just jumping in as fast as you can. Head down. Went, oh, oh, oh. few gargles on you. <laughs> Stop it, that's not swimming. Give <laughs> <laughs> over. Yeah, this fella does it. Yeah, bands on. Well, yeah. Tell, we'll tell old we'll, we'll Rocha on this podcast. Oh. We went out there 40 foot for the nighttime swim there and... Uh, I jump in. It was snowing. It was yeah. I jump in. Now, yeah, look, no, that no, justifies no, no, it. No, no, no. It was snowing out. Yeah, you know what I mean? It was snowing out. Yeah, it was pitch black. Get into the water. Yeah, grand. So what I do is I don't walk in the water. I I have to go straight in. So I step step back and sprint head first and swim yeah, out. I'm saying, I'm I saying. swim out. So I know I can't uh, chicken Elvis. So I'm out in deep water and I'm swimming. 
Where's this fella? He didn't even get his hair wet. He went up to his knees, his shorts were still dry, and then he goes back up and, and he puts... Weasel. He, he puts two towels around him. It's, it's actually well, a lie. It's not true. What happened? You got a tin Tell the truth. Fox. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Well, let's hear Ted's story on it. Oh, right. dip the shoulders. If you dip the you shoulders, you're going to eat. He didn't even get the hair wet. Her hair was bound dry. It was snowing, boys. If you don't get the hair wet, it was bound dry. What the fuck are you, boys? Cheer back to you, man. Fuck this podcast. <laughs> anyway, right, so I started my journey as an Ironman. As I said, I couldn't swim. Within a week or two, I was able to do a couple of lengths. Within one month, I was doing 1K. Same with the bike, was up to like 30, 40K. Same with the run. So I was gradually building myself up. I remember I'd done the, the sprint, the, the uh, Olympic and the half, but I remember landing in, it was actually in Maastricht in, in Holland, was the, was the Ironman. I remember landing there, right? And I, I, the morning of the race was a lovely, sunny sunny morning and all these triathletes around all on the all on a, like a positive it was just a positive buzz you know what I mean mm-hmm. I just felt I just felt myself oh, I have my life back here I've never felt that before like I never had that sort of confidence back or a little bit of self-belief and I remember um, like in an Ironman it goes in fours sometimes so four people go in and go beep four seconds and not four people so they sort of separate a bit so we're in this like canal so I remember jumping in and I dive in, and I remember looking back, there was a big bridge behind me, right? And I remember sort of seeing a shadow of myself, and I was like swimming away from the old self, you know, one of them. And I just, it was just an unreal like, experience, like, I just swam. I took a took a, a, a stroke, looked back, and I just seen like a shadow of my old self. Like having an out of body experience. Yeah, I got my shiver, like, yeah. and I just knew, and I didn't even know I was going to finish it, like, like, this was seven months after I started. Yeah. But it wasn't even about that for me. It wasn't about finishing the race. It was about the experience and the, the journey up towards that. Yeah. You know, getting me life back. Showing me wife that I'm going to become a good person. Showing me kids, dad's doing something constructive. Yeah, something and positive. yourself. Do you know, something like that. And just to have that little bit of self-belief. Like, no, you know what, I can do something. I am getting away from the gang. I have that experience. I am yeah. a good person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then I remember getting out of the swim, like, and then I got on the bike and... Uh, Finished the bike, and someone told me beforehand, I think it might have been the coach, or someone, a few people said, you're going to suffer on the run, because the run is at the end, it's the marathon, right? You're after doing the 180 and the, and the, and the swim. swim, right? So they're going, you're going to suffer, tell me, watch the suffering, right? Suffering is when you hit the wall, all that bollocks, right? So I'm running around looking for this suffering, fucking <laughs> his ways and starting around. Yeah, suffering, right? <laughs> but what I realised was that I could suffer, because of what I'd been through as a kid. My mind had been so fucking strong because of all that crap that I'd been through as a kid, right? I, my mind was so solid now. This sport suffering, would you give over? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't suffering to me. You want to know what pain is? You want to know what pain is? Yeah. Come back when I was 16, 15 when I lost my fucking professional contract. Come back when I lost my mother and father when I had to look at my brother and sister when I had to join a gang to do all this when I tried to commit suicide. All that. That's suffering. That's proper suffering, right? I grew up in Darnell, I grew up in Kula. With nothing, no one comes back for you, boys. No one comes back for you. You're on your own out there. That's a mindset to have. That fuck me, man. That's your register. That's where you are. You're on your own. Yeah. No one's coming back for you. It doesn't get easy. It gets easy when you realise that you're the you're the driver of your train. No one's coming back for you. Mm. So that's when I realised I had this ability to suffer, and I was going to show this physically on sports. sports. Yeah, give it a yeah. bit of it. Yeah, Handy I went looking for it. Didn't find it. I remember finishing the Ironman, and I got this. I, 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 I thought it was initially just uh, initial buzz a day and I only get this order 
just bores I finished the Ironman I feel great yeah, no, 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 yeah. but it, was, it wasn't even that it was a self belief I got I got a confidence back and it dragged on and it's, it was still it's still there to this day but I didn't think I thought this is going to drain off what year was this now that's 2017 2017 oh, yeah. Yeah. so it took her up in 2017 and it stayed with me for like it stayed with me even now like, but I thought it was going to drift off I said this buzz is just the Ironman but it kept with me so it was great so what I done was then I said to myself, I'm going to do the toughest Ironman in the world, which is Lanzarote. I'm going to test the mindset to see, have I got disability? I'm going to go looking for it in the toughest one in the world. Signed up for Lanzarote in the May 2018, right? And again, went looking for the suffering. And Lanzarote is known for its hills. So it's two and a half, 2,600 metres elevation with wind, right? So it's a tough bike horse. Done it. Again, the marathon, really hot, 35 degrees or something, scalding. Didn't give up all that boys. Went looking for the suffering, pumped around, done it, done it in ten fifty. Really good time. Very good time. Yeah. You know, for for Lanzarote, yeah. it's really good. Yeah. So someone said to me, "You're really good at this." So I'm standing Lanzarote, and someone has said this to me, and that little boy came back to me when I was a kid and said, "The dreamer, you could be a pro. What yeah. if you could be a pro again? What would that mean to you?" And I got that thought. So I started looking up what 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 it took to become an Irish pro. Right, so I had a look and there was 9.30, you had to do a sub 9.30 to become an Irish professional athlete. And I was like, sure, fuck it, what have I got to do this? Yeah. Right? But did you think your head fucked me, this is tough? Yeah, of course yeah. I did. But it didn't matter, like, what have I got to lose? Nothing. Yeah. Nothing to lose. And everything to gain. Yeah. And everything to gain. And you've already proved it to yourself and everyone else that you can change. Yeah. So it's exactly. just... But the, the, the thing was, like, I was telling people this, right, and they were fucking laughing at me. You know, I was going to bike shops buying triathlon gear, talking to friends, they wouldn't even engage in conversation when they said, I'm going for my pro license. They were turning their head, like, <laughs> change the subject. Yeah, what's happening? <laughs> but the thing was, right, people didn't know who I was, where I came from. What I lost as a kid, right, gave me that drive to really want to be something. But the main why and the main reason I got out of bed, I set myself goals, a random goal, like once a month in the winter, at two in the morning on the 15th of February, you have to grow up and do 100 hand that bike, no matter what. That's the goals I was setting. And what that was doing for my mindset was saying to you, if you don't grow up, you're a weasel. If you don't grow up, you don't want this pro license. So do you want it? Well, then go and test yourself. So I always test myself. When the alarm was going off, boom, I was up. So it proved to me that I wanted it. But one of my main ways was to prove and show people that you can do it. right? And I knew that if I'd set this goal, and if I smash this goal, what it would do to other people in the private areas, people who have nothing, people who are brought down a bad generation by parents who are irresponsible, people who are in care homes, people who are, you know, addicts, all these people are locked up, that most of us have been brought into this world by bad people, not bad people, but people who have problems, and they put them onto us, and that's given us a bad... It's just generation, it's just what they know, yeah. like, you know. So I wanted to show all them yeah. that you can be in the bottom of the barrel, you can be on the wrong road in life, yeah. but if you choose to go the right way, you can achieve anything you want. Yeah. Right? So that was that was my way, going through this whole process. So when I arrived in Barcelona in October 2018, 22 months after I took up the sport, I remember standing at the start line. Not even two years in the sport? No, right. 22 months. Right. <laughs> I stood there and I just remember thinking, Jesus, like if this happened, you know, it felt good, I'd hit all the sessions, but mentally... I proved myself I wanted it, mentally, and that's most important. Yeah. Because, you know, if you dream a dream, right, it may happen, but if you believe in yourself, it will. 
right? That's the that's the truth. You can, you can dream a dream, and it might happen, yeah. But if you believe in yourself, it will happen. I set myself these goals, these mental goals, to to test myself. And when I stood there, I knew there was no stone unturned. So I had that belief. I can fucking do this. Yeah. You know. So I, I got into the swim. I remember coming out of the swim. I had a video up on my Instagram. I pushed out of the swim. I showed the people out of the swim. I didn't what I wanted. Out. I was get up out of the way. <laughs> right? Onto the bike. I remember on the bike after 100k. I remember feeling this is going to happen. But I'm a realist as well. Because if you get a mechanical on the bike. Yeah, you better punch it out. Fuck, box. right. Yeah. 10 minutes, right? Now I was putting the fire in, you know what I mean? Only in the spot, 22 months. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, look, I got off the bike and I had to do a 306 marathon to get the sub 9.30, right? And I'm going around and my body actually buckles at 30k, you know what I mean? Buckles, because I'm not being at this speed or at this pace in an Ironman. But yet. the thing about it, like people that don't understand, it takes like the average person who runs marathons, four hours is a great time. This fella yeah. is doing, <laughs> this fella's doing 180 kilometer cycle and a 3.306. Uh, what, how fast? 3.8. 3.8 swim, and then he has to do a 306 marathon. So we still marathon an hour quicker than I take the average person. Yeah. Just to put and that in perspective. that's just the marathon part. Yeah, yeah, just to put that in perspective. Sorry. Yeah. You're... No, you're wrong. So yeah, so the body buckles, right? And I'm going, fuck, what's that? You know, and I hadn't felt it before. But again, I just said, fuck off. Like, you have to get personal with yourself, boys. Yeah. I said, fuck this. I'm not trying hard. I knew I've done everything for this. So the mind got myself back. And I remember 5K to go. I knew I had to do 25 minutes for 5K. And I start crying. That's a doddle. I start welling up, like, you know, we throat and all start shooting. I had to tell myself 20k to do to get <laughs> myself back, you know. But that's the truth, right? But when you come into a, an Ironman finish, it's like 100 meters of a red carpet, right? And 10 deep each side with the finish line, right? Big, huge finish line, big clock. And I, my kids came to see me in prison in 2016, right? And my wife. And I'm running onto this red carpet. And my wife standing there with an iron flag. Oh, the shiver up my spine. Right. Oh, and I get onto the carpet and I'm like, I'm turned and I'm crying and I can hardly walk. My shop throat's, my shop throat's closing up. And I grab my wife, give them a hug, kiss, and I grab the Irish flag and I run down this gantry and I turn and I point to the clock and I say, there you fucking go. Love it. I look the yard. What and was it? it? Oh, 9.25. <laughs> Five no minutes of And that enabled me then, right, not only to become an Irish professional athlete, which I'm very proud to be, but it gave me a platform to go into schools, youth centres, and, and show other, people. You know, show people that we don't be yeah. a beacon of life for these you can people. Make it from you can do it. Well, I've been in the bottom of the bleeding barrel. Yeah, I've been. I've, I've had all taken away from me as a professional soccer player as a kid. I've had yeah. all that taken away from me. I went down the wrong road in the criminal gang, got locked up. I took up the sport in 2017, and 22 months later, I became an Irish professional athlete. I couldn't swim in 2017. That's fucking. Do you know what I mean? So, like, what's your excuse? What's yeah. your excuse? Exactly. What's your excuse? Hashtag no excuses. Like, Prison to Pro is my, is my logo. And I think that is. Yeah. The fella went from the Gimlag to the American. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not know what the Gimlag is? No. Explain. <laughs> <laughs> the boys are love that one. 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 The boys are love
100%. Consistency is key. Exactly, yeah. Because we, we only touched on this last week with Pierce. There's so many people that we know naturally talented at stuff, but they've done fuck all with it. No dedication. It's a shame. It's a shame. It's a shame. There's yes. nothing worse than that uh, waste of talent. Yeah. But was it the, the old saying goes, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. what is your excuse? You're going to sit out there and people feel sorry for themselves and as you said to you, you're setting in your head the mental, uh, the pain and stuff like that, but it's for yourself, no one's going to come back from no it. No one's coming for you. I know people out there that they, they won't grow up and they won't do like a 5k or I can't be doing that. Of course you can. Yeah. This fella said that he couldn't swim and he's swimming three point eight kilometers in the ocean yeah. before doing a hundred and eighty kilometers on a bike and then a marathon. Of course you can. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying go up off the salt and run five K immediately. Do what he did, he built up slowly. You can do what you want to do. And uh, I'm I'm curious to know, did you ever actually find that pain? The wall? Did you ever actually hit the wall? No. You've never heard it? Never so heard it. I'm still I'm pushing. Really like I'm, I'm actually pushing myself so hard now. Like I've done a nine oh six there. That's my best now so far. Nine so you nine minutes after yeah. best time. I'm going for the qualifying time. My goal this year is to do a sub, sub eight thirty. Yeah. Eight what? What do you mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I said sub nine. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather hit the bar than fucking set a low score. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm gonna do a sub three off. That's my main. Yeah, but great imagination. I'll give you that much him. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean this point <laughs> but that, the plan is to do a sub 3 that's I'm not going to leave the spot I'll do a sub 3 off the bike uh, in an Ironman a sub 3 marathon yeah 100% yeah. like it's in me I've done a 3 6 two years ago yeah, yeah. so I'll definitely get it I'll get it this year yeah, no, that's, that's it. But the thing is, I'm no different than anyone out there. Right? All Zoe Dumb has made the decision to make that choice. And you're dead right, Jerry. You're dead right. No I'm, different. I'm, I'm sick of bleeding telling people that like, it, there's, there's opportunity there if you go and apply yeah. yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't just... Terrence often says it himself, oh, people feel sorry for you. Oh, I had a hard upbringing, blah, blah, blah. Right? There's, I know 100 people who had a hard upbringing. I know 100 people who hit the bill there, hit that criteria. Go and make something of yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? That one there, no one comes back for you. That's fucking... No, it's unbelievable, yeah. And it's it, a mentality. It, it, it's a shame, look, but it, it is nearly understandable to an extent when you say something like that. Because you see it, oh, you've seen me chat with Kevin about it as well, on the podcast as well. You see it so often to where uh, the jumpers out here in the boxing game or in the football game and they dedicate so much of their life to something that discipline and, and then it gets took away from them and that's when you see teams yeah. going west. So it's... Look, you're getting there, and when it's talking in, it's hard to build back up, no matter what you're doing. It knocks your confidence, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you're lost, because there's no one out there with that, with that, like, with that, like, help, to give you the help to try and guide you through that. Yeah. You're just left on your own devices, fuck, I'm at that fucking up here. The one thing I loved is gone. Yeah. And then that just spoils out of control, because we don't talk about it, so we just go, end up going to drugs or drink, or, you mm. know, going down with the wrong crew, you know what I mean? You end up yeah. with someone else that will accept you, because the crew that you're with... So you feel like they're looking at you and exactly. they're not. Exactly. But in your mind, you're thinking, they're thinking I'm sure you know. Yeah. They're thinking this. Yeah. So you end up going to a crew that accepts you because they're mediocre. Because exactly. around them, you're actually good and they're talking good about you. Yeah. But it's all mind shit. Yeah, yeah. they're actually not talking about you. You're yeah. above average with average people. Exactly. 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 Yeah. exactly. But it's true. Mm. That's one of the most inspirational stories I've ever heard yeah. in my life. I'm not messing either saying that. My God, I've shivered down this point for... But the, the reason why I said to hit the wall is, right, Jer, because I've always said to myself, I'd love to do a marathon, right? And I know physically I'm well able for it, but I don't think I'd mentally be able to run four hours with my thoughts on me own. 
Yeah, but you would. But look at that half marathon that we did. That was your first half marathon. First half marathon. And he left me in the dust. You need to find a reason, boy. Yeah, when I know. The shit, when the shit's a fan. I'm shitting. The but that's the thing. The thing is, people think about this fucking stupid wall. There's not no, even a wall. No. It's your mind. But that's, that's a physical wall. It's your mind. Wall. That's a physical wall. As in, people think, oh, I can't run my body's too soft. I know quite well. I power through. And I th- I'm that confident enough. I do a sub four hour marathon for my first one. And I know that for a fact. I'd actually go on record in saying that. But I'd be afraid to run with just me and my own head for four hours. But that's you already defeating yourself. Yeah. You can't think like that. Yeah. Because you're already defeated. Because you're already thinking that thought. You need to say, I won't be like that. Yeah. I'm not afraid to do that. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Because yeah. that's what happens to people in the marathon. They think 20 mile. The walls are 20 mile. That's bollocks. Your mind's telling you the world is 20 months. Yeah. It's not. And no. then when it comes up, it's like, here it is, here it is. Yeah. But then all of a sudden you start feeling these phantom pains. Your body's shutting down. The phantom pains. That's what happened with us on air half marathon. Yeah. The fourth side that I ran on one, one occasion was 15k. And I remember hitting 15k and we watched beeping. It was on the Alfie Bone Road and it beeped. Yeah. And I felt something. Yeah. And I swear to God, it was all mental. Yeah. It was my brain saying... We've never been here before. Or it's fucking powerful. Your brain is powerful. It is powerful. No, it is powerful. Like, yeah. oh, oh, I have a headache. I have a headache. Yeah. You, you have really headache. feel a headache? Come well, on. Something beat in my head and said, hey, what are you doing? We've never been here before. Yeah. You're yeah. going above 15k. It's in the mind. And what happened then? I said, don't do that 6.1. No problem. Yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? I'm well able. I can feel it. Exactly. That's what you need to tell mm-hmm. yourself. You need mm-hmm. to talk yourself into these positive thoughts rather than the negative thoughts. Well, no, look, it's, it's definitely... it's. It's, I don't know if I believe in bucket lists and shit like that, but it's definitely on my list of something I wanted to do. And I've tried to sign up for it the last two years, but they're all a shower of cunts now. You have to do with the fucking, the, the lotto to get a fucking uh, <laughs> spot in the Dublin Marathon these days, don't you? Yeah. But, um, listen, it was unbelievable. Yeah, dude. I'm inspired now. I swear to I'm God. Inspired. I'm inspired. I'm going to have two things to shake off and I'm going to be back out on the road eating up the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, Thanks for coming in. Well, Jay. actually, sorry, if you probably wrap up, you said you used the box. Yeah. Tell oh, us about this. I forgot about this. This was off record, everybody. Sorry, in case it hasn't been mentioned in the podcast. Yeah. I'll tell you what happened, actually. I think it was 25 at the time. I used to fight all the time. Because so a long, long time ago, you're saying? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I still fight. I'm out. <laughs> but this, this is the truth why I joined boxing. At 25, as I had all that negative energy, right, I was using it as a negative thing going around looking for fights I loved fighting having to knock off people and it, but I realised it wasn't the right thing to do, do exactly. I mean? mm-hmm. so what I'd done was I said I'll join a boxing club and I'll, I'll box the head off of people in the boxing club yeah. I'll get the head slapped on me I didn't give a box you know what I mean so I joined down there a boxing club um, and I knew there's a lot of travellers down there good lads right um, and I knew they're hard travellers are fucking hard you yeah, know what I mean? they're yeah. great boxers so I said I'll join down there for that reason to fight with the lads yeah, a lot of respect to the lads. The lads have great and a couple of good coaches down there, Jerry and that. So I joined there and uh, I found it really good. Like it was a great outlet for me and I was I wasn't fighting anymore. No. Yeah. I was venting in the boxing club, I was venting in anti fights and I found that really good. So I You're getting your aggression out in the correct environment. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And it really worked and I, I joined I signed up for uh, the Lancers actually in seventy five kilos. And I won the Lancers in the first year, right? And then I signed up. I obviously kept going and lost weight and I signed up for the 71 kilos and I won that. So I won two Lancer titles within the, not even two years of joining the box because it's so much vent up. Uh, yeah. You know, the energy was so there. So in a way, that's quite, uh, quite a benefit to you uh, athletically. 
Yeah, but it was like anything I ever took up, I wanted to do the best yesterday. Yeah. And I know I'm that type of person, right? Yeah, because as a kid, I'd done it as a soccer player. Yeah. I wanted to be the best. I was always out training and trying to learn new things all the time, always trying to be a, ahead, uh, a step ahead of everyone. Same then when I got the boxing, I would train twice a day. I didn't want to be, I didn't want to wait. I wanted to be the best yesterday. So I train hard, find out what the lads were doing, train with the best people. Didn't care if I got the head box on yeah. because I knew it would benefit from it. Same with the triathlon world. I know the more I put into it, the more I learn about it. You, you know, you just got to continue to try and find out what's the best way to get through the sport yeah. instead of waiting around me. Yeah. Um, and I don't like making mistakes. I try and find out what people's mistakes are and don't make them. Why are you yeah. going to make the mistake for? He made it. You're learning from someone else's mistake. learning something else. That's being yeah. clever. Yeah. And that's why I'm good at this sport. I'm a hard worker. And, you know, I, I believe that I would have been a professional footballer at a top level because I know the drive I have now and I think I was born with that drive. So, and what are you doing now to uh, your coaching? So I'm a, I'm a full-time coach. That's my job as a coach. I'm not sponsored. I'm sponsored by actually GRX Nutrition. Um, I have based the race now on board and um, Dublin Osteopath. That's a physio. So they're my three sponsors, but it's material sponsors. Do you know what I mean? I've no cash sponsor. Yeah, um, but your coaches, you're actually training people for yeah. triathlons. Yeah, so I'm a full-time coach. That's my job. I train people for full Ironmans, half Ironmans, and full full marathons, half marathons, wherever. Even just to lose weight, whatever your goals are. Yeah. You know, my logo is your goals and my goals because yeah. I take them serious. I know it's important for people to when they set a goal to have someone like myself show them the way. Yeah. So show a little bit of inspiration. Well, in fairness, uh, you're, like, how to judge you as a good coach is to see who your students are, isn't it? Like, if your student's out there and they're running yeah. sub three hour marathon, someone's going to yeah. say, who the fuck taught you how to do that? Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you look at it that way. Exactly. But yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Uh, actually, I'm actually shook from that. Yeah, you know it, was, I mean? it was yeah. an experience it was, in itself. It was, it was. It was. What a story. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, uh, Hopefully a lot of people listen to this and get inspired. You're all over Instagram anyways, Prison to Pro. Yeah. We'll tag you in the post. Yeah. Uh, get on, follow this man. Yeah, unbelievable. I don't even know what to say. I'm going to do it, Martin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I promise you, uh, Terence is going to come with me. Oh, yeah, I am me, boy. So I don't have to go like a bad man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will. I will uh, eventually, when everything goes back up, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on the Martin bus and I'm going to get that. Ticked off. So you can check out my website, jrebman.com. Look as much as you want, pal. I'm, I'm, we're giving you the open platform here. Jay, what's your jrebman.com? Go yeah. all over it. Yeah, he has a nice tracksuit here, and it's on that as well. And so. I'll be waiting on them. Yeah, don't forget to wear them hats and snails. <laughs> <laughs> all right, right everyone. Thanks very much. It was a pleasure. Wrapped up. Done. Aye! The Hip Knocker. Come down.